0: Hello and welcome everyone. My name is Rizwana Manjur and I'm the editor of Marketing Interactive. Today, we are here to discuss a topic which many of us are familiar with, content marketing. We are very excited to host this session with media veteran Pin Wong, who currently is the head of content marketing and lifestyle media at SPH. He's the guy who launched CNA Lifestyle and CNA Luxury at Mediacorp in a career that has spanned over two decades across digital, social, television, print, and radio. In his role, he helps create and curate solutions that can be deployed with ease across the numerous SPH assets. Today, Pin will help break down some of the myths present in the world of content. Hi, Pin. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, before we begin, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Hello,
1: Wazwana. Thank you for having me. I am the head of lifestyle media and content marketing at SPH. So what do I do? I have two jobs with two bosses. Uh, in case anybody's wondering, there's still a separation of church and state. Um, with the content marketing job, I run Content Lab. Uh, And that is the central content marketing unit of SPH. That's a one-stop shop, right? Uh, Imagine if SPH had a a content marketing agency with tentacles into every little platform that we own. uh, That's who we are. And on my lifestyle media side, all of our lifestyle media titles like Whole World and Hardware Zone and uh, Hop is Bizarre, they all come under my purview.
0: So clearly, content is your bread and butter and you know so much about it. So that's why we wanted to have this conversation with you. And one of the things that we always hear in the ad world is around wastage. We always say that 50% of your ad dollars are being wasted in advertising, but we don't know which half it is. Do you think it's the same when it comes to content and content marketing? What does wastage really mean in this uh, space?
1: I think for me, the wastage is when people start creating content or commissioning content without actually knowing why they are doing it. Uh, There are a whole lot of people in the industry right now, you know, um, with content being a buzzword, and it has been a buzzword for, for several years now, and their bosses maybe go, we want a content campaign, right? Go do some content. And then the team goes, yes, sir, and off they go and they do some content, but they're not spending enough time figuring out why. They're doing that content, or what they want to achieve with that content, um, and to me, that is the beginning of wastage. And it's not just wasting money; a lot of it is wasting money. Budgets are not infinite. That's the truth. We all have a fixed budget to work with. But it's not just the 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 actual money itself. We are also wasting, you know, man hours. Uh, You're wasting good ideas. You're wasting uh, the blood, sweat, and tears that goes into content creation. Content creation takes work. You know, it's a lot of effort and time spent in creating the right content for the right audience on the right platform, uh, saying the right message. Uh, So, yeah, long answer short, wastage in content for me starts from the very beginning when we're not clear what the mission is.
0: Yeah, so it also it starts as early as the brief and getting that right, um, getting your strategy on point before you actually start executing, right? Um, can you share with us some examples? You've got over 20 years of experience. Share with us some examples of how we can stop wasting the money immediately.
1: <laughs> Thanks, I feel really old right now. Thank you. Um, sometimes for me, it starts with this myth that um, content marketing is advertising and advertising is content marketing they are one in the same and it is that is wrong you know you cannot treat content marketing like you would any form of advertising you know it's kind of like um uh, bourbon is a whiskey but whiskey is not a bourbon <laughs> square is a rectangle but a rectangle is not a square yeah' they're 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 related they're in the same category but they're not Exactly the same thing. Uh, Content marketing is different from, you know, a handful of um, banner ads. Content marketing is different from a radio spot. Content marketing is different from a print ad campaign. Mm -hmm. Um, It's different from an IG carousel, you know. All these things have a specific use. You know, they're all tools in your arsenal.
0: Yeah. And, you know, very interesting that you mentioned that. At the same time, I think people tend to get confused between content marketing and brand films. Um, Do you have anything to say about that?
1: Less so these days. Uh, A few years ago, every piece of content marketing, and you can't see this because it's a podcast and not a video, but I'm doing air quotes with my fingers. But I think it was early, early days of content marketing where uh, it was driven very much by people who came from the advertising side of the house. Mm-hmm. These are people who have spent their entire careers uh, making TVCs. And now they're like, oh, we get to make content, which means I get to make a film. Um, and that's where it started from. I can see why why that started that way. But social media has changed since then. Uh, We have social media platforms today that did not exist uh, at the time that this was happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, Clients have evolved. um, The messaging's evolved. So we're seeing less of that. It can still work. It depends on what is it that you want to do. Does a brand film work for um, you know, explaining to people how to get out of credit card debt? No. Does it work to explain compound interest? Uh, no, right? These are these are other forms of content marketing that are needed to solve that problem. Um, if you want people to, you know, would you like to use content marketing uh, to get people to uh, think good thoughts about your brand? Sure. Is that linked to how you will then use those assets for an advertising campaign, Absolutely, we've done that for clients in the past before, too. We've created advertising assets out of our content, because mm. you don't want to waste money doing that. And that's absolutely fine. But no, a brand film does not equal to content marketing, and content marketing does not equal to a brand film.:
0: You know, you mentioned something very interesting. Yes, clients have evolved. The other myth that I wanted to kind of get your help to bust is uh, the client is always right. Is that still the case?
1: Um, nothing gets my goat faster than that. (laughs) Um, look, this is nothing to do with, uh, client management or customer support or anything like that. Right. And the reason that that is a myth is because, and this is hard for clients to hear, I'm sure, but it is an important thing to note. You are not right. Your audience is correct.
0: Mm. You know,
1: that, that's so important to, to just understand you know it, it 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 matters less what you as a client think that uh, you you want to say to uh, to the audience, right? It matters less. What matters more is what the audience wants to consume as part of their diet, mm. um, part of their content diet. Mm. Um, a lot of how we reach, you know, we as an in the industry as well as clients, uh, a lot of how we reach the audience is via social media. Uh, A lot of that, right? So social media or your own platforms like, you know, in SPH, we've got ST and Pao and all those things like Hop is Bazaar. But this is not your own platform. If you're the client, these are not your platforms. You are now on platforms that the audience goes on to consume content that they want. Mm -hmm. You know, you are inserting yourself into their diet of content. So it's extremely important to then start that process with what does the audience want? Um, this is not to say that you can't decide what your messaging should be, of course not, right? It, it starts from what is what do you want to say to your audience, but that is the brief.
0: Mm.
1: You know, that that's not that's not where it starts and ends. That is the brief. From there, you need people to help you strategize and think and consider how do we then uh, get that message out? I mean, this is what we do at Content Lab, right? During our our, our ideation sessions, it's all about how do we come up with a concept and a strategy that is too brief, but at the same time starts with this entire thought process of what does the audience want to consume? So taking that brief and turning it into not just format, but strategy right it's not the it's not just the what do they want to consume it's the how do they want to consume it it's the why do they want to consume that all of that is super important and has less to do with the client and more to do with the audience and this is by the way rizwana this is not even just a client issue right this happens editorially all the time. You know, mm-hmm. I, spend, <laughs> I spend most of my career in editorial, uh, you know, newsrooms or at magazines and all of that. And then such a common mistake for editors to go, this is who we are as a publication. This is what we choose to say to our audience. You know, there's no winning when it comes to a strategy that does not start with what does the audience want. There's yeah. no winning in that.
0: Oh, my gosh. But it's so hard.
1: It's not that hard. I mean, honestly, it's not that hard. It's the process is, I think, is broken. Mm. You know, and and it's a tough thing to talk about because this is our industry, and I, you know, I, I've spent over twenty five years in the media now. I'm a, I'm a lifelong media rat, right? <laughs> um, and I care deeply for our uh, our local uh, media industry, our ecosystem, but the process hasn't moved with the times as fast as it should, um, we still don't have the right dialogue between the people who do the work and the people who commission the work. Mm. I'm talking even, you know, um, internally at any given media organization or agency or a client setup. Um, so if the boss, for example, you know, at a client side, if a boss says, let's do this, is a system in place... To allow the people who do the work to go, boss, thank you for that suggestion, but that's not going to work because the audience isn't going to want to consume that. Is the dialogue there? If it's not there, then it just sort of gets passed down the line, you know, from boss to the people who do the work to the yeah. media agency, and the media agency goes, okay, client's right, let's, let us let let the platform figure it out. Yeah. And then it comes to the media platform, and then sales goes, okay, let's just do it, because they're not the ones creating the work. And then it comes down to a content marketing unit. Mm. When and- the content marketing unit then goes to the client and says, uh, that's not really going to work, how about this? This mm-hmm. is an approach to do what you want, but in a slightly different way then the people who do the work might not feel like they can go back up to the boss to say hey boss your original idea has changed
0: the dilution of the process uh, as well and and yeah you're absolutely right the chain of command is so long that sometimes the brilliance of the idea gets lost as well
1: but if if we considered the audience at every step of the way um, we would not have this problem
0: yeah Yeah. Well, you know, another um, area that we always hear about, and I think, you know, we spoke about this earlier as well, is the need for new ideas, right? Uh, Marketers are constantly looking for new ideas to kind of break through the clutter. They want their content calendars full of these new, exciting executions. What do you have to say to that?
1: New, 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 new. That's what... uh... (laughs) I think we're addicted to new, you know what I mean? Like, I think as an industry, we're just addicted to new ideas. Uh, And I'm not sure how to get out of that sort of tailspin. Uh, The reason that concentrating on new, new, new all the time uh, actually ends up with wastage is that you're not milking each and every great idea for all it's worth, Mm. you know? And and that is, that's criminal. Great ideas are not in abundance. Let's be clear with that. <laughs> mm. There are ideas all the time. Everybody's got an idea. But great ideas are, are rare, you know. And when you find something that is a great concept, that works, that's giving you results, you know. You, you have to take the time to milk it for all it's worth. Uh, consider... You know, have you have you uh, adapted it every which way you can? Have you sliced and diced it? Have you have you have you reinvented it? Have you revived something? I hear this a lot. Um, we've already done this. The audience will get bored. You know, we've done X number uh, of installments of this. The audience is going to start uh, uh, to want something new, or you know, it's going to be a blind spot. Uh, and my my response to that is. Truthfully, only you know how many of this you've done. What percentage of the audience do you think sits there just patiently waiting for the next piece of content that you create uh, for them? You know, what you create is part of an entire ecosystem of content that they consume. Um, and you know, it's kind of like what I've watched eight hours of TV. I no longer want to watch any more Netflix. That makes no sense whatsoever. It's about keeping that content engaging and, 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 uh, uh, you know, does it work for you? Is it working for your audience? Uh, before moving on to the next idea, just because you think I like a new idea, you know, that that's just not being very responsible for your budget and your, money and your brain trust these things are, are are super important
0: yeah i absolutely love this point i think even editorially in newsrooms we are now thinking of always milking an idea right make it bigger try a different angle look at your analytics what is the audience saying and then build on an idea that is successful so i think that's where you know branded content and journalism there is a synergy there as well because we're all trying similar methods and we're living in the golden age of content.
1: Absolutely. I mean and that's thank you for bringing that up because it's a problem that happens editorially too. If if you do an average of, you know, let's say 20 stories uh in a in a week, okay? 20 stories in a week. You multiply that by 4 and then you multiply that by 12. Do you know how much content you are creating? Do you are you taking the time to go through what you've done that has been successful that has worked and see if you can use that again right bring that back up a lot of people go oh but the audience would have seen it again you're assuming that 100 percent of the audience is just there sitting waiting patiently for you to bestow them new content mm. uh, and that's weird You know, there's lots of stuff that you can do. You don't even have to present it in exactly the same way. You can repurpose it. You can adapt it. You can, you know, how do I take this thing and tweak it for a slightly different audience? All these things are, you know, you've got gold. (laughs) It's the same with content marketing, actually. You know, if we had a great campaign and a great concept and it worked, you've got great performance out of it. When it's time to do something again, and the brief is pretty similar, okay? For a lot of companies, not like you're selling cars one day and then you're selling, you know, Tic Tacs the next day. <laughs> your, your 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 ecosystem is pretty similar. Do you necessarily need a brand new concept, or is there some gold that you can mine uh, from the last time you were successful doing something and build on it?
0: That's super important. Yeah, you're absolutely speaking to my soul, Pin. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and as they say, once a journalist, always a journalist, right? So can I find out from you, how do you personally deal with bad content? Does it eat you up inside? You know, if the client really likes it, but you're just like, oh, my God, I can't let this go out. At what point do you just throw your hands up and just be like, all right, the client wins. I'm going to let this go.
1: You know, before that happens, it's usually, you know, I go for a drink first. (laughs) Uh, But (laughs) the truth is, I mean, I'm not sure if other people do this. um, But, you know, at Content Lab here, we, we understand that content marketing and content creation isn't cheap. It isn't. You know, content isn't, you, you'll you hear once in a while, you hear these people going, ah, you know, why is it so expensive? You can just go like take your phone and shoot something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not about equipment. Honestly speaking, even if you were to shoot, uh, let's go back to that, our favorite brand film, right? You swap out that that 4K camera for a mobile phone. The price mm-hmm. of your production is not going to come down that much. Equipment is just part of it. Right, there's the entire process of content creation, and you're paying for good ideas, and you're paying for strategy, and you're paying for someone to solve your problems for you. That is what content marketing is. That's where your money's going. It's not in the cost of a camera. Okay, let's go back to to uh, what happens with bad content because we understand that that's what you're paying for when it comes to content marketing. Actually, and I tell my clients this too. The the more money you pay us for a project, the more you can expect me to argue with you. It's the responsible thing to do. It's my responsibility and my team's responsibility to make sure that it works for you. Mm-hmm. So if you're insisting on, you know, going down a path that <laughs> from experience, because we do this for a living, so if we're going down a path where it's never going to work, it would be highly irresponsible for me to shut up and take your money and just do it and watch it fail, right? So I do argue with clients and we do push back and uh, we do just have to make sure that it's not a matter of opinion. It's not a matter of personal taste. You know, it's not just, oh, I don't like the color purple. So client, you are wrong. It's got nothing to do with that. It's about if I continue on this path, where are we going to end up, and what are my chances for success? Um, and we do have that conversation with clients most of the time. Uh, you'd be surprised that really most clients are reasonable, mm. and they'll be like, "Thank you for telling me that." What else can we do? And we find a good solution for that. Any content creator that takes money from a client needs to be responsible for for what you're taking the money for.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: That's just being responsible.
0: Yeah. Well, look at me,
1: mom. I'm responsible.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I have to thank you so much because when you are speaking my language, um, where we sit, we're at that intersection of marketing and editorial. We have a newsroom full of journalists, so I can completely resonate with everything you're saying. So I have to thank you very much for being so open and honest in this conversation.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Well, if you'd like to hear more tips from Pin and his team, join us at Content360 on 10th and 11th of May in 2023 in Singapore, where Pin will be live on stage dishing out his secrets to creating successful content.